Support comes from Austin Water, helping residents reduce water use while protecting Austin's precious resource during the drought conditions with MyATX Water, providing near real-time water use data, tips, and leak alerts. More at austinwater.org. From KUT and KUTX Studios. Hello and welcome to This Song, the podcast where artists talk about the songs that changed their lives and give us a glimpse into their creative process. I'm your host, Elizabeth McQueen, and we are taking a break from releasing new episodes until November 15th. Season three will be excellent. We've got interviews with folks like John Gorley and Eric Houck from Portugal the Man. You should totally subscribe now so you don't miss any episodes. In the meantime, though, we are rerunning some of our favorite older episodes. This week, we're going to hear from Benjamin Booker. He's got a new excellent record out called Witness, though I talked to him before he had written this new record. And he's going to be playing the Austin City Limits Music Festival this Saturday from 3 to 4 p.m. So here he is, Benjamin Booker. A few years ago, this album came out on David Byrne's label called Lukabop, mm-hmm. uh, called Who is William Onebor? Um, and uh, there's a song on the album, I mean, the whole album is incredible, but there's a song on it called, like, Why Go to War is, like, a, a great one, I think. Why go to war? Why not find I guess like it was like a big uh, turning point for me. It's like this guy who's like really mysterious from like Africa from the 70s. He's playing like this like groovy kind of like psychedelic kind of stuff with like weird like stuff like that. But it's also like very like political uh, music. And I guess like uh, I haven't in like the past like uh, done that kind of stuff. But I think that that album has just been like slowly creeping into like the (laughs) stuff that I've been doing recently. And just like uh, the idea that you can have music that is uh, fun and like uh, groove based and like people can dance to, but it's also like uh, coming at you with like a message, like that kind of thing. And so, I don't know, that, like, uh, was just like, whoa, you can really, I've never heard somebody, like, do it so well, like, you know, so, I think that's, like, definitely the song that was just like, wow. Excellent. Mind blown. Yeah. I mean, so, and you've been making music, has it been mostly about, like, thematically about personal Yeah, stuff? yeah, it's been really personal uh, stuff, um, and, like, I mean, like, uh, I guess it's, like, hard to, like, uh, there's, like, so many things happening, like, all the time, and, like, it's hard to, I guess, sometimes talk about, uh things that are happening like around you like non-personal stuff like political stuff and like social um issues without being like too preachy you know what i mean it is but it it didn't but that song doesn't feel like that uh to me it feels like it's coming from like a a real place and i guess that was like oh there is a way uh to do it and for it to be uh right but it's it's maybe not the easiest thing to do tell me why you like war you want another guy to stop a bullet for you better never 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 there's not really uh, that many bands like talking about uh, like very political, I guess, like artists these days. You know, when I was a kid, like Rage Against the Machine was like a huge band. Oh, 
I mean, when I was born, like, I mean, you had, like, public enemy and stuff like that. Our freedom of speech is freedom of death. We got to fight the powers that be. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. Fight the power. But I don't, I think, is there somebody doing that kind of stuff nowadays? I mean, I feel like less and less in mainstream music so yeah. you were so you were a kid in the 90s obviously 90s kid yeah and, uh, and the 90s kid there were 90s there were all these like like for me there were all these like women talking about oh being yeah. women you know and then um there like there was nwa there was uh, there was rage against the machine people who were like actively yeah fighting the power structure and now well when i was a kid i grew up i grew up in florida uh and so like the hometown band was like uh, against me and like uh not so much now but like when they were younger like first starting off it was like very like uh i don't know it was like intense stuff like all the songs were very like they had uh songs about condoleezza rice and like just like all these like because i mean like they were like for me like the punk band of like the bush administration kind of thing so it's just like that's who like all the skate kids and people were going to for like all their news and stuff like that rushing change under a bush doctrine democratic installations that's cool i mean like uh, i think that they were like following like the clash and like those kind of bands and it's like i don't know i guess it used to be that like uh kids would get their news from like bands you know what i mean like their views and that kind of stuff and it's just, like uh i guess that's disappeared like a little bit i think so i think there's so much going on and it's hard to like I don't know. I mean, I don't know why it is. Like, why are people less well, it's political scary. in music? I guess it's, like, scarier now, maybe, because, like, um, uh, there's so much, like, competition now. And, like, uh, I think that it's, like, scary for people maybe to, like, uh, talk about, like, the things that they uh, care about and, like, the way that they feel because they don't want to, like, upset people because, like, uh, there's everybody's, like, fighting to, like, uh, just make it as a band. And, like, so... So if you're fighting to, like, to get heard, you don't want to alienate people by, right, yeah. like, talking yeah. about something that they might might make them uncomfortable yeah and everybody gets so uncomfortable about you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like politics <laughs> it's just like ah oh, don't let's please not talk about it like <laughs> do you think that there's two things kind of entering your music like um more of like a dancey synth thing because you're you've been doing mostly guitar driven yeah music. i mean there's definitely like more um i'm from that i guess in like other bands like there's another band from africa from back then called witch Or like there's a uh, like a Caribbean like uh, funk band called like um, the beginning of the end. They have an album called Funky Nassau, which is really cool. What's it got Funky Nassau? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nassau's gone funky. Nassau's gone so. Like I've been listening to, I guess it's just like kind of like, uh, like it's like soul music, I guess mixed with like psych music, uh, and like I guess yeah, that's been like something that's really uh, interests me, and in that like the last couple of years that's pretty much all I've been listening to. So I, I feel like the next record I make will definitely reflect that and be different a lot. Mini skirts, maxi skirts, and Afro hairdo. People doing their own thing, don't care about me or you. Do you do you know then thematically kind of the things you want to talk about or the things you yeah, want to address? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, like it's uh, there's always going to be like personal uh, things, but I mean, like I think like 
now that I'm like uh, getting older, I think it's easier to um, look at things from like a, a bigger perspective and like from just like traveling uh, the last couple of years and like seeing so many places and like going um, to different spots and stuff. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I think it'd be like really weird not to like <laughs> talk about that kind of stuff after so much like touring and stuff like that, you know? Like you've seen so much and you've experienced so much and it would be strange to, to just... just continue to just talk about myself. <laughs> <all the time>. <laughs> <laughs> so the next Benjamin Booker record will be maybe more political maybe more dance psych influence I, I don't i don't know how like well i think it's just going to be more probably less about uh me than the first album which was just like uh me coming out of a bummer period <laughs> and like whining a bunch i don't know we'll see we'll see what it's like the next time it's so interesting the perspective that uh that an artist has on their own music like after you've played songs enough and you're like yeah, Wait, well, what? yeah, like, it was I'm really not weird. That guy anymore. Yeah, well, it was really weird at the beginning because, like, I wrote the songs, um, pretty much all of them before I knew that they were going to be put out, and like, had pretty much wrote them to give out to friends and stuff like that. So uh, when it came time to like actually play them for people, it was like, oh gosh. <laughs> like, <and> then, <laughs> wait a second, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> So now, I mean, that I guess that also works into it. Now that I know that the record is going to be, like, heard by uh, other people, like, I mean, that definitely affects whether you like it or not, the way that you write songs, you know? Well, and that's interesting, too, because bef now that you know other people are going to hear it, it's like, well, well what I want to hear is, like, music with a message and also yeah. with a beat. So what I want to give to other people is that same... Well, there, I mean, there's the whole, like, I remember taking, like, a... This class, like this Harlem Renaissance class that I was in college, and like we were, we were reading about like all these like writers and like um, people who were like writers, but also like activists and like stuff like that. And it's like uh, there's like a lot of debate over like if you are like an artist and you have like a platform and you're in front of people every day, like it's it seems like kind of a waste to like not uh, be saying anything and just like singing songs about girls all the time. Yeah. You know? Do you ever have you ever heard Nina Simone's Backlash Blues? I haven't heard that song, but I watched her documentary recently on Netflix <laughs> and like had no idea. Uh, I knew that she was like pretty, uh, like politically active and like had some angry years, but I didn't realize how uh, aggressive she was. With well, it. well, there's a, there's this part of Backlash Blues, and she does it differently every time. But she talks about like her. She'll be like, my friend Langston Hughes told yeah. me that like Nina, like once you're up in front of them, like you have to like bring yeah. it to them. That like, was one of those bring it to where they live. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Langston Hughes died. Oh, he told me near many years before he said, Nina, keep on working till they open up the door. One of these days when they open it, doors are open wide. Make sure you sock it to them where they live, where they have no place to hide. Or like if you look at people like James Baldwin or like those kind of people, it's just like, I mean, they're known just as much for their uh, work, like social work, uh, as their like art, like their writing and stuff like that. I don't know. I'm gonna leave you with a blue. I don't know. It's important to me, I guess, to like not just be uh, an entertainer. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like a song and dance me enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's there. There needs to be something more at the core of what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, which is what I'm, I'm trying, trying to do it. Right now we could use a little bigger me up Seem like the whole damn nation's trying to take us down When your brother's dying, mother's crying, TV's lying All the reasons in the world tell me shit to me now See, we thought that we saw that he had a gun Thought that it looked like he started to run Thought that we saw that he had a gun
If you like this episode with Benjamin Booker, you want to get insight into other bands playing ACL Fest this year, then head over to our archive because we've talked to guys from Spoon and Run the Jewels. We spoke to Thundercat and Middle Kids and Mobley and like, man, we have over a hundred episodes with artists talking about transformational musical experiences. Dive in. And after you've swum into this song, Sea, We'd love it if you would leave a rating or a review because they really help us. They help people find this podcast and they make us feel really good. This song is a production of KUTX 98.9 in Austin, Texas. This episode was produced and edited by David Sanger and me, Elizabeth McQueen. Jake Perlman recorded this interview. Taylor Wallace curates our Instagram account. Kelly Seal is our excellent intern. Thanks to Deidre Gott and Peter Babb and Todd Callahan for all they do for this podcast. And it is true. Our theme song is Mahout by Austin's own Hard Proof. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat. Our handle is at this song KUTX. You can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to this song along with the other KUTX podcast, Austin Music Minute, Liner Notes, and Song of the Day on iTunes. Right on. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. KUT's next AT Explained Live show is April 3rd. Brand new stories about Austin's people, places, and culture told live on stage by your favorite KUT journalists. I've never gotten any specific invites from Steiner Ranch. And that's about the time Charlie chomped down on that chicken. I will hypnotize you into securing my law services. Join us April 3rd at the Paramount Theater for KUT's next AT Explained Live. Tickets are on sale now. Get them at austintheater.org. And we'll see you there.